Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Good evening, everyone. Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Good to have you with us on this December 13th, 2020. Broadcasting live from the studios of KDIX AM, Dickinson, North Dakota. Also being picked up by Holy Ghost Radio. We uh, People are texting me already. I'll let you know you can be part of this program by texting me 701-290-7862. And you can also email me if you're out of the country, which some people do, robertsimons58 at gmail.com. Last week we did an interview with an author that wrote a book on child rearing, and we got a lot of good response on that. Uh, but this week it's just just me and my gravelly voice. Did bring my guitar in the studio. Let's see, who's been texting me so far? We've got Brother Rose. He he won the award today. He texted me first. Brother Rose, I've never met him, but he is a faithful listener to the Tell It Like It Is show from Kentucky. And he uh, said that he walked into church today after being three years in a wheelchair. And he said that the doctors said it wouldn't happen, but they had not talked to his doctor. Congratulations, brother. Rose, we've got uh, the evangelist Dale Jones texting. Um, He had taken care of some of my kids and grandkids today down in Minneapolis. That kind of worked out neat. Thank you so much. Jody's listening in Harvey. Uh, Brother Griffith, faithful listener out in Great Falls and a friend of mine. Uh, We've got Brother Johnson listening tonight from Arizona. Let's see, the Tarbells are listening. Good to have uh, Ben and Dakota listening tonight. I pray for you every day. In fact, some of these people, 
that are texting me. I pray for them every day. Isn't that interesting? Brother Schuler, listening in Grafton, pastor up there. Good friends of ours, he and his wife. Even though his wife makes a lot of fun of me, but they're still good friends of ours. We've got the mayor of Leffer, North Dakota, which is not too far from here. Giant metropolitan area of Leffer, North Dakota. You certainly don't want to get lost or get in the wrong neighborhood in Leffer. I don't, I've never met the mayor of Leffer, but he listens and texts me when he's listening. Thank you for listening. Uh, here's a good friend of mine texting, Brother Belgard, pastor up in Dunseith, he and his wife. Laney and Peyton, are you listening? Laney and Peyton. Uh, I've got a Laney granddaughter, so it's easy to remember her name. And Peyton, her little brother. Good to have them listening tonight. Uh, pastor Bob Simons is the pastor of the New Life Pentecostal Church right here in Dickinson, North Dakota, 501 Elks Drive. We've got the best location in town for a church, absolutely. Hands down, you can vote on it. Wouldn't matter if you voted on it or not because it's still true. We're right on Interstate 94, right on the interstate. I mean, it's a building uh, that we bought from the Elks coming up on three years ago here in just a couple weeks. We've been in that building for three years. What a blessing that building has been to us and uh, plenty of room to grow still. It will seat, the auditorium will seat about 500 people and uh, great fellowship hall, Sunday school classes, just a tremendous building, but that's not all of it. We've got some tremendous people that come there too. And uh, for some reason, this COVID-19 is not stopping anybody from, really not too many from showing up to church. Uh, Most people are still coming. I think they just either have had it or not afraid of getting it. I think that's kind of the concept. We do need to be in prayer for people in our country that are sick. I, I believe it is a real flu. I believe there are people dying from it. I certainly would never minimize the impact of this very um, uh, catchy virus. It is very catchy, but I do know that we have never shut our church down. We just kept going, and God has helped us so far, and we're thankful for that. Uh, really are. You know, I mean, it's. I'll just tell you how I feel about it. You know, you can watch, you, or even what you're doing tonight, listening to the radio, listening to the Internet. Yeah, I get it. There's certainly some benefit in it, but it will never replace coming together, praying together. And what a tremendous service we had today. We have a kind of an on-staff evangelist with us. He won't be with us very long. But Brother Gary Blackshear has been working in this area, tremendous preacher. He preached today, did a tremendous job, really ministered, really connected with the people, built faith and um, brought conviction. I mean, just everything. It was just great. And uh, I was excited to hear him preach. We've got um, Sister Brett's listening. She texted in, Sister Brett's, we miss you. We really, really miss you. This is a lady with the sweetest spirit, sweetest attitude, and she always says such nice things about me. So maybe that's why I like her so much. But anyway, what a precious, precious saint she is. Sister Brett's glad to have you. The um, um, They said the Harvest Time broadcast is uh, on Holy Ghost Radio, and it just... Uh, the, I guess the Harvest Time broadcast, I don't know, somebody better text Brother Duran, I guess, that we're, um, we're not on Holy Ghost Radio anymore. We switched to we switched to Harvest Time, I guess. Uh, but anyway, I'll, I'll check with that. I'm going to play a song before I get into my broadcast tonight. 
so I can kind of make sure everything's going good. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. America, we ask for her by name. Lord, give us America, light a fire, fan the flame. Send us out to harvest the amber waves of grain. Lord, give us America. In Jesus' holy name. nation under God, willing to obey, guided and protected. Pastor Bob, tell it like it is radio show. Hope you're still listening. 
Um, glad that you're tuning in. Glad for all the people texting us tonight. And we are live here in Dickinson, North Dakota. Here's my topic. 1 Corinthians 1.18. Let's see. Where am I at here? I've got, I've got to get ready here. Let's see. Um, there we go. 1 Corinthians 1.18. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved it is the power of God. Let me tell you, the worship of the one true God has always been word-based. It's never been visual-based. Now, that may not make a lot of sense to you, but it should by the time this broadcast is over. God has never wanted his followers to be taken up in using religious icons, statues, idols to worship him. The Scripture give strict instructions on this, and that's why when you come to the New Life Pentecostal Church, you're not going to see any religious statues or religious symbolisms around our building. That's why we don't do that, because the worship of the true God has always been word-based, not visual-based. It's not based on using uh, idols or idolatry. Exodus 20, part of the Ten Commandments, says, Thou shalt not make any graven image. Leviticus 26.1, You shall make you no idols, nor graven image, neither rear you up a standing image, neither shall you set up any image of stone in your land to bow down unto it, for I am the Lord your God. Deuteronomy 27.15, Cursed Cursed be the man that maketh any graven or molten image an abomination unto the Lord, the work of the hands of the craftsmen, and putteth it in a secret place, and all the people shall answer and say, Amen. This is clearly seen in what God commands the Jews to put in their homes. He does. He didn't command the Jews to put in statues or religious um, figures because he wanted them to put something else in their home so it could get into their children's hearts. For instance, Deuteronomy 6, 6 through 9, And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. Thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thy hand, and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes, and thou shalt write them upon the posts of thy house and on thy gates. And so God commanded the Jews, I want my words to be what's in your house and in your hearts. That's what he wanted. It's always been word-based, not visual-based. It's so interesting to me that there are churches that um, seem to want to fly in the face of what God wants here. And there are churches in Dickinson like that. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up is not that I want to fill this whole hour with talking about why you shouldn't have statues in your homes and in your churches, statues that you would use to worship, use you to help you worship. I'm not going to spend the show about that. But what I want to talk about tonight is that there is a danger in not placing the rightly divided Word of God, the Word of God itself, on the highest place of honor 
And if we don't, it becomes so easy to miss the point. There is a danger in religion because religion sometimes doesn't understand after a while why it's doing what it's doing. It becomes very easy. The title of this is Don't Miss the Point. That's the title of this tonight. Most religious traditions and divisions that there are, I'm convinced that people argue very little about belief systems, about the word it's, uh, itself, I should say, but they instead they're defending entrenched belief systems or misconstrued scriptures that have veered away from the truth. You see, it is so easy to be religious and miss the point. And it's not just Catholics or Lutherans or Mormons. It can be Pentecostals. Now, Pentecostals don't use statues and so on in their worship, but it's very possible that we can miss the point also. Jesus addressed this so much with the religious leaders of his time. Um, he, I mean, he, he really did. He talked to them about how their tradition had made the word of God of none effect, like their religion had actually nuked the word of God. Stephen, in Acts chapter 7, addressed the religious leaders of his day. He, he said this in Acts 7.51. He said, you stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears, you do always resist the Holy Ghost as your fathers did, so do you. Which of the prophets have not your fathers persecuted? And they have slain them which showed before of the coming of the just one, of whom you have been now the betrayers and murderers who have received the law by the disposition of angels and have not kept it. And when they heard this, they were cut to the heart. They gnashed on him with their teeth, and they took Stephen out and killed him. You see, religion will really get you mixed up sometimes. Now, I'm not saying that I'm not religious. I am religious. But when your religion, when when you you have a religion that doesn't even... You can't remember why you're doing the things you're doing. If you have a religion that that you forget about the God that you're serving, you can miss the point. And that's why the worship of the true God has always been based on the Word of God. It always has. You know, we don't want to miss the point. We, we don't want to miss the point of why we do what we do. And when we do, we can end up anywhere. And Pentecostals can too. Like Pentecostals, we preach things in the Word of God, and we are known for the way we look and dress and the entertainment that we have and don't have. And Pentecostals have very distinctive lifestyles that are easily identified. Uh, my wife and a lady from our church were at a, at a park here. I don't know if it was this summer. I think it might have been this No, last summer. And somebody walked up to them and said, Are you Pentecostal? Well, they could tell they were Pentecostal by the way they looked, by the way they dressed, by, the way, by their hair. Some of you don't even know what I'm talking about. But could it be that in doing those things, we could forget why we're doing those things. 
That's my program tonight. I'm going to talk about this. Don't miss the point. Don't miss the point. Get yourself back into the Word of God. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862 if you've got any questions. If you've got scriptures to add to the program, make sure you text the scripture to me, too. in my heart and salvation in my soul. It's a long road. Yes, it's a long road. Well, it might be a long road, but I'll make it to the city someday. Now, don't tell me no story about reincarnation. I've never seen a holy cow look anything like my Lord. There's just one rebirth and there ain't no imitation Yes, you can have it today It doesn't matter who you are You just got to get your feet on the rock Your name on the roll You get Jesus in your heart and salvation And your soul takes a long road Yes, you take the long road Well, it might be a long road, brother But you make it to the city someday Salt Lake City Yeah, they got a good choir But listen, brother, that is not the place The place of my salvation Is just outside Jerusalem Yes, and there's more than just a lake There's oceans of His saving grace I'm glad I got my feet on the rock Got my name on the road I've got Jesus in my heart and salvation In my soul, it's a long road Pastor Bob is back. 
your feet on the rock. Our worship of God is based on the Word of God. It's not based on anything else than that. And we need the revelation of that in our lives. You know, um, you can miss the point. Judas was with Jesus. He saw Jesus do tremendous miracles. And Jesus' disciple Judas missed the point. He didn't realize who Jesus was. You know, he uh, he was around just like all the other disciples, but he missed the point. He didn't um, realize who he was, just like me growing up. I didn't know who Jesus was. I had no idea who Jesus was. You see, that's why you can miss the point. You you can call yourself a Christian. You can think you're a, a believer, but you don't even know what you believe in. First John one and or First John one and one. It's, John said that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled the word of life. And this was the same Jesus that Judas had been around, and Judas missed it. Your religion can make you miss it. John chapter 1, verses 10 and 11, the Bible said about Jesus, He was in the world, and the world was made by Him, by Jesus, and the world knew Him not. He came unto His own, the Jews, and the Jews received Him not. You see, don't miss the point. Like, don't miss the point of what is going on. Don't miss the point of the name of Jesus, for instance. Acts chapter 19 is very interesting. There were certain Jews that uh, tried to cast devils out of people. And they had seen Paul casting devils out of people by using the name of Jesus. And so this is what they did. They found a really bad case of a devil-possessed man. And they thought, let's try it on him. And so they came to this really bad devil-possessed man, and they said, We adjure you by Jesus, whom Paul preached. And there were seven sons of one Sceva, a Jew, and the chief priests, which did so. There were seven men that did this. But the evil spirit they were trying to cast out of this man said, Jesus I know, Paul I know, but who are you? You see... You could be religious and use the name of Jesus, but you could miss the point and not have authority of the name of Jesus. That's what Jesus was talking about in Matthew 7, verse 21. He said, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? In thy name have cast out devils. In thy name done many wonderful works, and I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. You see, you can throw around the name of Jesus, but it can be just a religious symbol. You don't even know what it is. You don't even know what you're doing. That's why... With the knowledge of the Word of God comes the knowledge to be saved. When you walk into a Pentecostal church, you feel the presence of God because people are worshiping, people are praying, people are full of the Holy Spirit there. 
And it's a good feeling. In fact, if you walk into a Pentecostal church and you have an addiction, if you have a uh, 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 some type of depression, you may feel feel that lift off of you when you walk into a Pentecostal church. But if you don't get an understanding of what you need to do to be saved, as soon as you walk out that door, you'll feel it jump back on you again. Because there is spiritual relief, but there's also direction that we need to have. And that's why it's not a lucky rabbit's foot that's going to save you. It's not a cross hanging around your neck that's going to save you. It's, it's not a picture of, of Jesus that's going to save you. Even in this case, the name of Jesus, if you don't know what it's for, isn't going to save you. Don't miss the point. Don't miss the point. You know, I, I said it earlier, I grew up not knowing really who Jesus was. I didn't know that I thought Jesus was kind of like a prophet guy. I didn't know that who he was. I didn't know that the Bible says in, in John 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In other words, God in the very beginning spoke something. He expressed himself. And the Bible said this expression was with God. And this expression, of course, was God. And then in verse 14 of John chapter 1, it says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus is the invisible image of or the visible image of the invisible God. That's who he is. That's that's who he is. You don't have to worry when you pray to Jesus if the Father feels bad, like you're not giving him enough attention, because they're the same. He's God with us, the Father with us. There's only one God, the Father, and the Father was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. Feel a song coming on. Here it is. A little chorus I wrote years ago, and I've been singing it ever since. Sing your praise, sing your praise to Him. Sing your praise, sing your praise to Him. For He alone is worthy He alone is holy He alone is God Sing your praise Sing your praise to Him Sing your praise, sing your praise to Him. For He alone is worthy. He alone is holy. He alone 
gone He alone is worthy He alone is holy He alone is God Jesus alone is worthy Jesus alone is holy Jesus alone is God Jesus alone is God Jesus alone is God Don't miss the point tonight. Don't miss the point in your religion of what we're doing. We're talking about the creator of the universe and who he is. Don't You Pentecostals, don't miss the point when it comes to what holiness is. Don't miss the point. Holiness and righteousness, very similar concepts. It's very, under, it's very important that we understand why we do the things we do, why we don't th- do the things we don't do. You know, um, some people know Pentecostals don't have TVs. They don't own TVs. Pentecostals don't go to the movies and don't watch Hollywood movies. Pentecostals don't. Well, wouldn't it be a shame if you didn't know why? Wouldn't it be a shame if you read the same book? So well, I don't watch the movie. I'll just read the book. You know what? If it's rotten, it's rotten. It doesn't matter which way. If you listen to it, read it, or, or watch it. But I think sometimes people get religious, but they don't understand why. Like people wonder why Pentecostal people, why the women all wear dresses and the men all wear pants. They might think it's just a rule that Pentecostals do. But they don't know why, because they don't realize that the Bible says in the book of Deuteronomy that it's an abomination. I think it's Deuteronomy 22.5, the woman shall not wear that which pertaineth unto a man, neither shall a man put on a woman's garment. For all that do so are abomination unto the Lord thy God. You see, that's why. It's not like Pastor Bob made up some kind of rule. Now, I've never really wanted to wear a dress, but but I'm just saying that's why. I'm not, you know, I know there are people that are listening to this thinking, why would you say that on on an AM radio station that's a, Oldies rock and roll radio station. That's what this radio station is I broadcast on. I didn't want to be on a religious radio station. Because I, I just want to preach to people and tell people. You say, why would you say that about cross-dressing? Well, because I'm not ashamed of it. Like, there's a reason why. This is not just a religion. This is something based on the Word of God. And our stands on modesty and the difference between men and women's hair, what we put into our minds, these are all things that are based on the Word of God. You know, like you say, well, Pentecostals can't have TVs. Why is that? Well, there's all kinds of scriptures that say why. 
Ephesians chapter 5, verse 11, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them, for it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. And so these evil, sinful things that people do that are sinners in secret, you shouldn't even talk about them. But it's okay to watch them. It's okay to put them in our mind. Some people never get it. Some people think that that the Pentecostal church is just about a bunch of rules and regulations. But it's not. It's about principles that are based on the Word of God. That's what it's about. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. Brother Griffith texted me, Psalm 119.11. Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against thee. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my, or excuse me, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a a light unto my path. Psalm 119.105. You know, this, I'm telling you folks, religion, I I am religious, like I say, I, I religiously go to church on Sundays and Wednesdays. Yeah, I'm religious. But what if I forgot the reason I went to church? You know, my wife, uh, she was just as cute as she could be. Pictures I see of her as a little girl, and, and I got to know her when she was pretty young. I think she was, she and I met when we were 16. <laughs> but we, um, she told me she would go to church many times, and when people would go forward to take communion, she was always so excited for that time of the service because she could find out if anybody got a new dress or a new outfit. To find out who was in church today. Now that that's okay. I mean that's all right. But and little kids. I mean I I know little kids aren't super spiritual. I mean little kids come to church for different reasons than big people. I get it. But what if that's what you thought? What if that's the extent of your religion? Like you forgot what communion was all about, for instance. Like, what is the point of taking communion? What is the point of it? Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me, of what I've done for you. The, 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 uh, the fruit of the vine is his, represents his blood. The bread represents his body, which was broken for us. It doesn't become his body. It doesn't become his blood. We do it in remembrance of of what he did for us. But you see, it gets so weird that people think if they take communion, their sins will be forgiven. If they take communion, that somehow they're going to have a special blessing. It turns into a religious icon. And that is never what God has intended. You know, tradition can can completely skew why we do what we do. 
You know, the the devil doesn't mind religion. He really doesn't. I believe he kind of likes it. I think he likes religion kind of makes people think they're on the right track when maybe they aren't. You know, religion, um, you know, there's much in many denominations that go contrary to the word of God. Like there's some churches, they won't let you speak in tongues in church. When Paul specifically said, forbid not to speak in tongues. There are religious traditions that use the word Trinity, when the word Trinity is not even found in the Bible. And some of those places say, if you don't believe in their Trinity, that you're not a Christian. So we've got a word that's not found in the Scripture anywhere, and if you ask ten different theologians what it means, you'll probably get ten different answers. And if I say that I don't believe in the Trinity, you say I'm a cult? See, that's religion. That's religion. You see, but the Bible speaks very, very clearly that there's only one God, the Father, and the Father is a spirit, That's why the Holy Spirit and the Father are the same person. And the Holy Spirit, the Father, was in Christ when he came into this world. He was the visible image of the invisible Father. That's who he was. That's why when Jesus told Philip in John 14, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. As much of the Father as you can see, of course. Because the Father's a spirit. But you see, religion has skewed so many things. Let me just work this little song and then I'll come right. This is a, this is a little, little song. Shut the door, keep on the devil. You shut the door, keep the devil in the night. Shut the door. Keep on the devil You light the candle, everything's alright Light the candle, everything's alright Oh, when I was a baby child Shut the door, keep out the devil Good and bad was just a game Shut the door, keep the devil in the night Many years and many trials Shut the door, keep out the devil They proved to be they're not the same Shut the door, keep the devil in the night Shut the door, keep out the devil Shut the door, keep the devil in the night Shut the door, keep out the devil Light the candle, everything's alright Light the candle, everything's alright Oh, Satan is an evil charmer Shut the door Keep out the devil. He's hungry for a soul to hurt. Shut the door, keep the devil in the night. And without your holy armor. Shut the door, listen to me. Keep out the devil. He will eat you for dessert. Shut the door, keep the devil, devil in the night. Shut the door, keep out the devil. Shut the door, keep the devil in the night. Shut the door, keep out the devil. Light the candle, everything's alright. Light the Keep out the devil. And so I sing the song for you. 
All right, shut the song off here. Pastor Bob, the Tell Like It Is radio show. And uh, we're talking about Don't Miss the Point. And thank you for the communication I've received tonight. Um, the um, Appreciate the encouraging words. Nobody's mad at me so far. That's good. Uh, this this topic, people could get mad at you, actually. Do you remember, the worship of the true God is never based on visual things, but it's based on the Word. It's always been Word-based. God was always afraid that His people, always was concerned that His people would be taken up with idolatry. Kind of like when when um, when Aaron made the two, made the golden calf, and he said, "Here, here be the gods that brought you out of Egypt." <laughs> I mean, boy, that was quick. I mean, you know, here God brought him out, and then they made a golden calf and say, "These are the gods that brought you out of Egypt." Let me make my point. Let me drive my point in tonight very strongly. The cross itself. The cross has become a religious symbol to people. Something, you know, uh, maybe you hold up in case a vampire attacks you or something. But it's very important that we understand that it's not the symbol of the cross, but it's the preaching of the cross, which is the key to heaven. 1 Corinthians 1.18, For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved it is the power of God. It's not a golden cross, silver cross, cross made out of stone, cross made out of wood. Those things are not going to save you. Those things really shouldn't be used in our religious worship. Oh, Pastor Bob, shut him off. He doesn't even believe in the cross. I do believe in the cross. But not the image of the cross. I believe what saves us about the cross is the preaching of the cross, like Paul said. That it's the understanding of what happened on the cross. It's obedience to what the cross is calling us to do. You know, this this idea that I'm going to lay in bed with a cross on my pillow to protect me from evil spirits, that's ridiculous. Satan doesn't care. He, he doesn't mind people using religious symbols. It doesn't even bother him. If there was such a thing as vampires, they wouldn't be scared of somebody holding a cross up. They wouldn't. But they would be scared of somebody that knows about the cross and what it means. The cross is where Jesus, the perfect lamb, died for our sins so that we could be forgiven. You know, there was, there was a, um, a song that I really do like. It was a Christian song from the 80s written by a guy named Michael W. Smith. Michael W. Smith wrote a song called Cross of Gold. 
And he was talking about, I think maybe he was talking about like that rock singer Madonna maybe, but I don't know that for sure. But he, he was talking about people that wear crosses of gold around their neck. And this is one of the lines in the song. He said, are you holding the key, like this cross they have around their neck, are you holding the key or are you intending to pick the lock of heaven's gate? I like that. In other words, that cross and what happened on that cross is the key to you being saved. Well, I'll get back to that in just a minute. I better better make some announcements here. Pastor Bob is the pastor of the New Life Pentecostal Church in Dickinson, North Dakota. Our next service is Wednesday night, 7.30, 501 Elks Drive. Now, it's funny. We used to be on 105 7th Avenue, 105. Now we're on 501. Just turn it around. 501 Elks Drive. Sundays at 10 o'clock is Sunday school. 11 o'clock is our worship service. 7.30 is our Wednesday night worship service. Both services are what you need to be at. Don't just come once. It's not Pentecostals don't go to church like, oh, I got to go because everybody's going to feel bad if I don't. Pentecostals go to church because they like to. So they come every time there's service. Tuesday night in Beach at the Beach Community Service Center, excuse me, Beach Community Center, 730 Tuesday nights. We have purchased a building in Beach. We're going to try to get it remodeled this winter. Anybody from Beach listening to me tonight? We're going to try to get that remodeled this winter and start holding services there this summer. Does that sound like a plan? That that building needs some work. But it's going to make a beautiful church. Tuesday nights, Beach Community Center, 730. Thursday nights in um, Cornerstone Church down in, in Bowman, 18 North Main. Thursday night, 730. My wife and I were able to go there last Thursday night. That was neat. And it was good to see our friends down there. Um, that all the different ones that go to that church. Good to have the Springer family, Yvonne, Marin, good to see them. And then on Sundays, they have service there in, in Bowman at, did I say Beach Bowman, at 1030. At this time, our Beach Church does not have a Sunday night service or a Sunday service. Boy, i got to get my mind on this program. I'm trying to look at my phone. I'm trying to do all kinds of things. Hey, I like that, man. Not hey, did you just make that up, Brother Johnson? Not the cross you wear, but the cross you bear. Did you just make that up? That's good. And I would say even this the cross you hear, maybe. Because it's hearing the preaching of the cross that can save us. You know, um I was saying before I started giving those announcements that it's the preaching of the cross, the understanding of what happened on the cross. That's what that's what this is all about. It's not a religious symbol. Don't miss the point of the cross. 20 years old. I was 20 years old and never understood the cross until I was 20 years old. Grew up in the United States of America had no idea what Jesus did on the cross for me. None. Until I heard somebody tell me. How shall they hear without a preacher? How shall they preach unless they be sent? 
What are they going to preach? They're going to preach about the cross. You know, that old song, the old rugged cross, there are two ways to sing that song. You could sing it as an old rugged cross on a hill or just a piece of wood. Or you could sing it about what happened on that old rugged cross where the dearest and best gave his life for a world that was lost. I've written some songs in my life and some of my favorite songs to write and even to sing are songs about the cross. This is one of them I wrote. It's called The Darkest Day. When Jesus died on the cross, the Bible said the sun went dark for hours. It was as if creation itself couldn't bear to see what had happened to its creator and was ashamed. Crack the whip, drive the nails, drag the lamb up on the hill. A man who never did anything wrong made a mockery before them all. A thorny crown, a bloody back, a helpless beaten naked man, the only true God came as a man It was the darkest day this world had seen But on that day His blood purchased me And I want to say Thank you for loving me Thank you, Lord, for Calvary Calvary was the hill that Jesus died on. Crack the whip, drive the nails, drag the lamb up on the hill. A man who never did anything wrong made a mockery before us all. A thorny crown, a bloody back, a helpless, beaten, naked man. The only true God came as a man. It was the darkest day this world had seen. But on that day His blood purchased me. And I want to say thank you for loving me. Thank you, Lord, for Calvary. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It was the darkest day this world had seen. But on that day His blood purchased me. And I want to say thank you for loving me. Thank you, Lord, for Calvary. And the preaching of the cross demands an answer. What are you going to do with the blood that Jesus shed for you? This isn't about hanging a cross around your neck. It's about answering God who gave his only begotten son for you. 
Is the Savior's blood upon your hands? Is the Savior's blood upon your hands? Well, He gave His life for you. Do you understand that if you turn your back on Him, His blood still on your hands? Still on your hands Still on your hands Well, He gave His life for you Do you understand That if you turn your back on Him His blood Still on your hands And Lord Jesus tonight As we close this radio show God I pray that somehow The people listening to me These religious people here in Dickinson, North Dakota Can move that cross off their wall God and somehow move it into their minds So that they understand What happened on that cross that you substituted your life for ours. You substituted our guilt and took it upon yourself on that cross. God, I just pray that you help us not to miss the point tonight and realize that there's only one way, and you are that way. And we just pray tonight in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to the Tell It Like It Is radio show. So glad that you did. I'm honored that you would. Next week, we have a guest speaker. I will not be here next Sunday night doing the Tell It Like It Is radio show, but it's going to be good. God bless you. Good night. If you want to listen to these again, they are put on podcast on Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2, or really anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can find this. Till we meet again, good night. As we change as a man And the answers are a dozen Points of view are like sand Stretching out as far as the eye can see There's a thousand different philosophies
Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.